This is the Amplify Your Business with Matt J. Hannum podcast, where I explore the entrepreneurial landscape and have candid conversations with inspiring individuals who are crushing it in their space. Today, I welcome Sarah Blacker. Welcome to the show, Sarah. Sarah is an international speaker, facilitator, and women's intuitive and embodiment mentor. That's a bit of a tongue twister, but I like it. (laughs) She's passionate about supporting women to love and own all of who they are, saying fuck it to perfection and getting them to a joy state. Sarah, welcome. And anything to add to that? No, that was great. I was like, wow, you've stalked me and done your research well. <laughs> yeah, that was in, it was in a newspaper somewhere that I saw. On, <laughs> and I was like, well, it's just, oh, what's it's in the community paper? Oh, I should get, get hold of Sarah. That sounds great. <laughs> I hope you don't mind F-bombs thrown out on your, uh, your podcast. F-bombs, totally welcome. Uh, no, no problem. Uh, authentic communication is, is 100% fine. So yeah, welcome. Thanks for, um, thanks for joining us. I believe from what looks to be relatively sunny Melbourne at this point. Oh, there's a bit of sun trying to get through that's melbourne for you though yeah fantastic so look we met at um at a william whitecloud event uh six weeks or so ago which was Mm -hmm. a pretty powerful event for me um and and sounds like it uh, had some had some good effect (laughs) or some uh some exciting uh different ways to look at things from yourself but really let's get into this thing i mean international speaker facilitator and women's intuitive and embodiment mentor how do you um how do you say that in english (laughs) what does all that mean (laughs) uh yeah well i've been i would say like a lifestyle entrepreneur for eight years so since i read the four-hour work week i was a bit screwed i was like right i'm not going back to an office job i'm creating my own path and so yeah over those eight years that's evolved like i created a health and wellness business um which was yeah, a really great way to build community and create that freedom lifestyle and live in Bali and do all that laptop lifestyle sexy thing that, you know, people do. But as I went um, deeper with transformation and really what helps people have a sense of fulfillment and freedom in their lives, uh, it led me to lots of crazy things that I've tried and studied in my time. But really what I have become passionate about and what you've now experienced is uh really helping people to, I mean, there's so much noise out there, as you'd know, how do we actually connect with what our true choices are in life and what our true vision is without everyone else telling us who we should be and what we should be doing. And so that's where my sort of interest was drawn to. And I I believe developing your intuition is one of the most important skills you can do in the 21st century. And so I've really honed in on that. I love working with women. I've actually had a few men reach out recently, but specifically (laughs) I generally work with women just because I've uh, studied women a lot. I am a woman, but I've also really looked at the interesting role shifts that we're all witnessing with masculinity, femininity, what it is to be a woman and a man. So I just keep following my curiosity and, and, and learning and studying. And then I love to share that through speaking, traveling, um, mentoring and bringing people together uh, in real human form as well. Cool. Well, there's a lot in there, but one thing I want to, <laughs> <laughs> I want to, I want to dig into a, a bit deeper there. Yeah. 
because it's something that I think is very topical. Um, and you may, you may or not be aware, may or may not be aware of my other uh, podcast that I'm involved in, which is simple minds podcast, um, which is five guys that sit around and, uh, chat through conversations and try and open up awareness, uh, I think for, for men. And we try and try and initiate conversation. One thing I think men are very bad at is communicating certainly how they're feeling. Um, something that's come up a few times. Well, firstly, ironically, we designed the podcast for men, but it seems a lot more women listen to us talk about it, <laughs> <laughs> which is, which is interesting. <laughs> but you, you, you mentioned women's role changing, and I, I was curious to see your perspective. And we, we've had long debates about uh, masculinity and, and what that looks like and how that's evolving with, with women's roles changing. But I wouldn't mind you expanding on, on your thought process or, or your, how you view that at the moment. Yeah, definitely. Well, it's it's a topic that I'm so passionate about and very interested about. And I think as a society as a whole, we're really asking a lot of questions around this at the moment because mm. we did see that swing out with the feminist movement, which was great in a lot of ways because it helped women uh, have a sense of empowerment and I can earn my own income and I can um, have my own job and sense of independence. But from my personal perspective and a lot of, you know, the work I've delved into, I feel like it's swung out too far. Mm. And then the nature and the dynamic of relationship and the home environment, um, I think it, it's, it's sort of wobbled the foundations of home. And so I think women stepping into these roles then also had men questioning, well, where do we sit? And then men are going on their own journey of, how do we express our feelings and connect to our own sense of femininity and softness, but without becoming too soft or like not that they're, and, and within that there's no right or wrong because, mm. you know, we could go on for this for ages, but personally where I sit with it is I feel like I know in my own journey, I think I swung too far the other way and I, I took on quite a masculine role to have success in business, but, hence what led me to women's embodiment because I was burning out and I was exhausted and I was attracting more feminine men when really I just wanted to soft, be soft and surrender and still have my thing in the world, but have a man that's a man and can hold me. And, you know, still there's this big part of me that was like, Oh, I get why we sort of are naturally suited to roles. And, um, you know, I, I, had a, I have still a yearning to be a mother and just, um, you know, take care of the home and cook the food and, like, almost go back to the quite traditional way of, um, of how the home environment used to work. So I've been on my own journey seeing the swing out and, and coming back to that more balanced place. Mm. Um, and I know a lot of men that have also been... Uh, you know, figuring out where they fit. And obviously for a relationship intimately to be successful, there needs to be polarity. And so uh, I, I, I think it's a really interesting time and the harmonising of those relationships. And I think most important is to know what's authentic because nothing's right or wrong, but where mm. do you authentically want to sit in your gender and in your... Um, you know, what, what is your essence? What's your true essence of where you want to sit and then attracting relationships that's a good fit for that? That's sort of where I sit now because I would love to be 
yeah, well, I'm moving more into that um, feminine role and there's still things I want to do in the world. So mm. it's an interesting balance. It's, yeah. It is really interesting an observation as well. Uh, not, not just observation because I've clearly had the same questions on the on my side of the equation as well um, from the masculine point of view and then to what extent are we what the more traditional masculine is versus then having balanced more balanced relationships and and working it out but it's it really is a, a place where we're very lost um, and there's that's and that, that sounds very polarizing and it, it, from what I what I believe I know about your past <laughs> is that you you worked in a corporate environment and we're in that sort of space and Probably, if I was to guess, in essence, you were very, um, were behaving very masculine and, and driving and, and going through that growth process. How did you, what happened? Like, what, you know, at what point did you go, what you know happened? what, fuck this? <laughs> like, or what, what was it that sort of where you started to think, hang on, no? Because I, I actually do think that probably almost all of us have the capacity to, to run a run one or three or four different lines and yes. so I've done the the heavily corporate thing I still have a, a small business and and work with bigger businesses and things like that now but it's very different to what it was before I wear a black t-shirt to work these days <laughs> uh, so, so that's even different in itself there's another version of me that could be far more involved in I guess coaching and mentoring and other aspects and I do elements of that but it's largely not um, how I make a living but even I have three or four versions of myself um, and I think we all do and and certainly I see that that real struggle um, with women I've seen that even with, with my wife Tash and we've we've now got three young kids but she still has a desire to uh, to be working and doing other things but a very strong desire to uh, obviously be the, the mother of the household and, and be a mother to our children and and all that and I see that balancing act and I know a lot of business women who are like how do I do all of it and be all of it. Where did where did the journey start for you? Like, how did you, you know, how did you start to make some action or um, or some shifts in your thinking? Or you know, was it the pick a book up moment? Or do we just uh, is, it, is it something that gradually evolves? Um, yeah, it's such a good question. I really love what you just shared about these different lines that we can take, and I, I definitely agree with that. Um, and that's what led me to sort of wounds work as well. What are, what are these true choices for us? Um, but, yeah, for me, it was even to shift from corporate because I knew corporate wasn't serving me. And I think fundamentally for a lot of women, some of those systems don't really serve women's natural rhythms. That's my personal opinion. But I made a run for my own business to move out of corporate. And so I went pretty hard for a few years driving business. Mm. And that was great because it got me to create like a six figure residual income, which then bought me the time and space to um, soften and relax. Cause when I got there, it was like the epitome of success and blah, 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 but I was cooked. And the big thing to touch on what you just shared was I realized I was burning intimate relationships because of, because of my drive for this business and this freedom and purpose, I was choosing that over connection, intimacy and, and romance. Mm. And so, you know, you get to where you want to be and then you're like, oh, this is a bit lonely to share it with. And so then I started to see the ways that um, I had actually viewed what femininity was and that it was weak and that it was this and that. And so I had a lot of, 
ideas around what I thought it was to be a woman. And so I did a lot of work to really decondition that. And now I work with women and, and female leadership and I'm really big on um, knowing what's most important to you because we can't be everything to everyone or we'll go nuts. Um, but, yeah, what is really most meaningful and how can we do that in a more slower, sustainable, enjoyable way rather than this burn the bridges, hustle, burn out, cook yourself kind of energy. <laughs> oh, as much as I love Gary Vaynerchuk. Yeah. He, oh, God, that's uh, not, not really good. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. So, so can, I just, can I just get a bit more information there? So what, what did you do in corporate? Was I it? was actually, I was still, I think I've always been in coaching. I was um, doing wellness and employee engagement programs in corporates. Okay. So like um, mining companies, BHP, places like that, we'd go in and we'd work with people from the ground level through to high level executives and just really, um, yeah, coaching them around their health, their lifestyle balance. And I think to be honest, that's where I first really started to get that like, doesn't matter how much you're making, doesn't matter if you're not doing what you really love, that has such a fundamental impact on your well-being and your happiness. And I saw that on such a core level that I really realised that when we're lined up with what's most meaningful to us, we're most happy and most fulfilled and, yeah. Yeah, okay. So then you, then you left that space to start a, a business in this exact category or did you have another business in the meantime? So you, you moved um, straight no, into no. wellness? Yeah, mm. so I, I had a health and lifestyle business. Um, it was kind of like a, it was a network marketing business, but that was what shifted me from the corporate to, you know, we created a community of like 6,000 people and um, everyone was getting healthy and creating income and creating freedom and it was really fun. Um, but, again, I just keep, like I did that for sort of three or four years, but I, I keep following what's, what's true for me and things change over time as you probably know so um, I went to more the retreats and personal coaching cool so yeah. so when someone just decides to do a retreat for the first time and I, look I might be asking out of some interested party <laughs> uh, <laughs> how do they uh, yeah, what makes you what makes you jump into a retreat and um, sort of how do you go about you know how do you go about what you what you're looking to achieve so I think a uh, Things like retreats, events, uh, which which I've started to do some event type work as well. But I'm I'm certainly yeah. asking from myself, and I think a lot yeah. of other businesses. We're now we're now sort of building communities and doing things a little differently. And these are mm. these are the types of things. How do you? I mean, I guess had a couple of questions are in there. But how do you go about achieving what you want from it? Um, designing it to to provide you with a success, and and I guess what you know what do you consider successful for these types or for for an event? Um, for me personally or for yeah, the people for attending? Um, well, well, it depends. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's both really, I, I guess, because obviously well, I would assume that success for you would mean that the attendees it's have a successful yeah, yeah, yeah. experience. Okay, so, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, so it's a, it's a really good question. I personally think events and retreats are really called for at this time again because we're getting so flooded with stuff online that we're craving this in-person connection. And so I love doing person because I'm craving that as well. And so in terms of success, um, really people that are attending events 
and are attracted to an event for my especially transformational ones it's because they're aware that what they're doing in their life isn't working for them anymore mm. and maybe it did but they generally feel stuck confused overwhelmed and they can feel the part of them that's ready for something else but what i find especially with a retreat because they're in the same environment day in day out same thinking same people same info it's very hard to shift from that space whereas when you take them on an immersion right out of their normal day-to-day life they're in a beautiful location generally in nature they're off their phones they're out of that grind they can come especially when you're doing practices that are more expanding consciousness and they've got space to like relax the nervous system because our nervous systems these days are so on Mm. um they they can give space to actually hear their hear themselves and maybe especially with tools and practices to get clearer on like okay what do i want in this next phase of life because we're constantly evolving and changing so to me that that's why people would attend a retreat that's why i love running retreats and the success to me looks like having an incredible group of people there that that always have a breakthrough to come home with a with a real practical thing that they're going to change in their life so some people leave jobs start businesses end relationships and things like that because they may have known for years that they're not right mm. but it's given them the the clarity and the courage to go and actually do something about that. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Right. No, it's a fair point. I mean, I've been to a lot of different, different types of events and, you know, you've got your one day event in your own place um, or, or I'm from Perth, right. As you, as we've talked about a few times. So the beauty, the beauty of Perth in a few ways or the, one of the downsides is not everyone comes here. One of the good yeah. things about it is when you go to an event, you generally have to fly at least four hours to get to it. <laughs> <laughs> so, which that fresh energy. Well, it, which is actually a blessing uh, in a way because it does give you that chance to sort of just step out of your own um, environment. You know, I, I look at, I go to say multi-day events and, and, and William White Clouds was a great example. So and great. it was it, it was great to be staying close to the venue um, and and not having to sort of go back to typical day-to-day life. I mean, not that I want to spend time away from my family necessarily, yeah. but it's yeah. just you you go and you focus on it, um, and uh, and it's it's a good thing. Whereas I see other people, you know, they, they they might rock in late the next morning because they've you know the dog ate someone's homework or whatever it is. But you know, you've, you you're still at home and you're yeah, not out of yeah, you're not yeah. out of the space. And to me, that that makes almost any event I go to a retreat as such because totally because you have to travel there. So um, yeah. it's really cool. But I I do notice a very big difference. Um, when, when it is away and I can, um, and I I often get a lot more out of it um, rather than just thinking, Oh, do I get back to the office and sneak a bit of work in um, or otherwise? So, so that's cool. So, so that's how you, you get a breakthrough from them. So then what are the, you know, what makes it successful for you? Um, well, I mean, sometimes I feel like my work's a little bit, um, I was going to use the word selfish. It's not selfish. I love what I do and I create experiences that I enjoy. Mm. So as a facilitator, I choose beautiful locations and, um, you know, movement practices and things that I love to teach and that have obviously really helped me 
in sharing that, um, I think that's where, I mean, I'm sure you love talking to people. That's why you do a podcast. So yeah, for me, it's successful when I'm doing what I love. People are there getting a lot out of it. And, um, yeah, it's a shared experience. I'm very aware this is a shift as well that like, I think we're moving away from the days of like the gurus and you've got my answers. I think it's like our role as event coordinators is like, how do we create an incredible shared experience that everyone wins and that's that's to me a successful event well we've just got we have so much information now right and yeah and really it's all about who can help us it's not even uh, yeah i think you're right it's not even how we can who can distill it down for us anymore it's who can create an experience so i can actually feel it Yes, like, that's exactly what it is. There's, there's just, we have so much data, which is amazing. But like, yeah. I don't know about you, but when I get stuck on a topic, I'm, I'm overanalyzing it and I can, I can read and watch videos till the end of, well, to, till I procrastinate myself to death. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Whereas if you can get out somewhere, get some release from, from you know, the, the office or home or whatever and actually feel and experience and understand the difference on a, on a I guess, a more um, physical level so to speak, mm. then you can actually create some change or well, not that, I mean, that talk, it's talking about all, that, or about all that at a very top line level, but it gives you the opportunity to, to breathe, I suppose. And yeah, and get some, I think get that's really what people need is, is less, yeah. less info, <laughs> like more space. <laughs> so, so just turn the, turn the internet off for 23 of the yeah. 24 hours and give everyone's head a, a head a break. We, we, we're doing it right. We yeah. do it with our phones, you know, we, yeah. we, we don't turn off. And having fun, I think that's such a key piece too. Like people want opportunities. Like why are we here for an epic human experience? So people want to touch things and taste things they've never felt. And, you know, it's it's new and, and exciting and playful experiences. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there was a reason why I took the blue pill, right? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Surely, surely. <laughs> so, uh, well, uh, it, it's possible, <laughs> and, um, and and it makes a lot of sense. You know, we could be in the matrix, um, and and I'm sure I would want to go and experience life. So, the, yeah. you, you're exactly right, and we we we've created one experience, but um, that many of us are very much bound to at the moment, and and that that shit's real. Like you've got to pay yeah, your bills. Right. You know, I've got three little kids. Many people have many um, expectations. Employees, you know, yes, there's things that yes. need to be met, but um, there's you don't have to get stuck in in that necessarily. So I've got a quote from you from a podcast oh. that you did. Oh, and right. I was I wanted to dig into that. <laughs> you have done your research. Wow. <laughs> well, I mean, you don't get on my show without me doing something. <laughs> <laughs> If this ever gets put to public, you know, who knows? No, yeah, I'm just kidding. Who knows? I'm just <laughs> no, but I just thought it was, I heard, I heard you speaking and I thought, look, it would be, um, it'd be good to just talk about this, but you, you jumped into, which is, we're talking about intuition effectively, um, intuitive processes, but the, the hows are where we get bogged down uh, when we allow ourselves to be guided by something bigger than ourselves and we align with a love for ourselves. Uh, magical things can start to open up for us when we do. So wow, I don't know, don't know if you remember nice. saying that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send you the link um, just in case you forgot you said it. <laughs> but, um, yeah. But no, I, I, and I like clearly that's a that sounds like some um, content 
that's very similar to what I heard from uh, from William uh, William yeah. White Cloud, but also this this was recorded prior to that, um, mm. and I just thought it would be a good opportunity to um, explain it. It sounds like that's where you found yourself in a position of um, overwhelm or inaction, and I'd love for you to dig into that um, that that concept. Sure. Well, yeah. I mean, you've been led to William's work, and it's been really um, game changing for me because I realised a lot of the things I had created in my life was still from what he calls a negative vision, which is Mm. still, um, you know, an element of trying to prove, even if you think you're doing a great thing for the world, it was still often coming from, I'm not good enough to do what I really want to do. So I'll do this instead. Mm. So when I started doing this work, I started making true choices for what I would love to do um, without any limitations based on, oh, I couldn't do that because, oh, you know, like I had to let that all go. But when I chose those true choices, all that shit comes up of like, but how would I do that? And I'm, I don't know how, like I'm not good enough. All that comes up. But because I knew it was true for me, I committed to it anyway. Mm. And so what I see when I work with clients and, you know, what you probably saw or got a sense of in that room, it's quite scary to go for what you truly love in life. And I think nothing is more rewarding and nothing will bring you more joy and sense of fulfillment than going for what you truly love. Like even when you're chatting about the retreat you want to run, I see your whole, you light up, right? And so often I see that with clients, they light up when we, when we click into what it is they would love. But so many of these um, day-to-day things get in the way of that, but I need to do this first and make this money or I need to, There's so many things that we kind of write off those dreams. So the intuitive work, we let that all go and we just keep choosing the end result of what we want to create, holding our focus there. And that is when literally the right people, opportunities, situations come up and it can unfold quite magically because we're outside that paradigm of our old belief system. And so I've seen that a lot this year and uh, seeing it a lot more with my clients. And it's just a really fun way to live. I bet it is. Without, <laughs> without, no, 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 I, I don't just bet it is. Like, you know, even, I mean, obviously my exposure to more of this type of work has been much more recent, but like, I think we've all, it's nothing that we all haven't experienced from time to time in our life, or if not at all the times in our life. It's just whether or not we've had the awareness of, yes. of how, how we've created. But yeah. do you have a yeah. client experience that you could potentially share with us um, that, uh, without naming names of, of yes. perhaps where they were and, and how you're able to see some, some transformation? And, and, you know, not to, not to spruik what you're doing, so to speak, and I'm, I, know, I know you wouldn't, but I'm just for, for, for everyone listening that you know, this is... Yeah, when you have a bit more awareness, when you can have a bit more awareness and be mindful of what you're doing, it's amazing how powerful that we can be in, in creating yeah. it. I'd love to, I'd love to get a story um, from one of yeah, your clients. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm having to share because it, it, there's a process around this as well. Like magic has structures to it. And I think people can think it sounds fluffy, but there's a, as you know, there's structural integrity for this new way to create. And so, yeah, I had a client uh, reach out. I think she, me on social media and we jumped on the phone and she's like yeah I'm just really stuck and I'm getting highly anxious in my job and I don't know what I'm doing I don't know what I want to do and yeah she was very anxious very stressed very frustrated so she jumped into working with me 
over a four-month period. And over that time, again, early sessions, we helped her get clear on what she really wanted. And that in itself is very freeing for people just to actually have someone else reflect back to them from an intuitive perspective who doesn't know them. This is what I see for you. And they're like, holy shit, that's what I've always wanted. And you're like, permission granted, choose it. And so as soon as she chose what it was for her, it was actually to start her own social media branding company. And Terrible idea. Terrible what, idea. What is she that thinking? Was <laughs> that was her dream. Um, but anyway, she quit her, within that four months, she quit her job, started her own business and tripled her income in four months. Yeah. And to me, like, and she loves it. She's like, you know, maybe not our thing, but... <laughs> Well, I do, I, we, do it, we do it every day. But you know. Well, yeah, you do it. Yeah, not your thing. Well, it is your thing. But anyway, she, um, she yeah, and, and to me that's just such a cool example of yeah. when you honour what's true for you, uh, how quickly things can kind of shift because you're in alignment. You're not fighting yourself anymore. You, you're going for what you love. Mm. Yeah, it reminds me of a quote, which I think is actually, I think it's Floyd Mayweather Jr. It's, uh, for, oh, not, wow. that it, not that it necessarily, well, he's a, he's a boxer, <laughs> but <laughs> not, that it, not that it matters um, where he necessarily comes from, but it, it's just a very simple quote for, that would, could relate to anybody or anything. And it's just, is it a dream or a goal? Yeah, like that. Yeah, and there's a there's a big difference, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. and I, I want to quote one back at you quickly. Yeah, sure. From Jim Carrey's documentary, I think it is. Um, really hit me. He's like, I think his dad never did what he loved. Yeah. And failed anyway, and he's like, he was, he was an accountant, which I also yes. know, which I also know about. You know, I started life there. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but you would have loved this quote too. Then, where yeah. he's like. You can fail at what you don't love, so you may yeah. as well do what you do love. And it's yeah. like, boom, mic drop moment. It's like, yeah, nothing's guaranteed, so we may as well go for what we love. Well, you're actually more likely to fail at what you don't love as well. Exactly. Which is the irony, but we're just, we're so, we're such fear, fear consumed beings that we just for yeah. some reason we just follow that standard path. Um, and and for some reason that accountant piece looks like the right you know, the right thing to, to do. And look, I, I was there. I did that. I did that out of not knowing what to do. Um, it seemed like a seemed like an, an easy choice, mainly because I thought I could then do other things. Like every business needs an accountant, I suppose. <laughs> so I could go wherever. <laughs> but um, like, like I, I get it. And, and he did, I think. I think his dad really struggled. I think his dad, um, to, to follow on from the story, uh, I, I think he was made redundant uh, or something like that uh, in his earlier in his life, and was never able to really fulfil much more work from that point. So, yeah. um, and but that was his experience, and that was his belief, and that's what he passed on, you know, to to Jim, who's a pretty special human being, exactly. if, if if he is one at all. Uh, <laughs> I'm not <laughs> I sure. But he's incredible, and and that's a great that's a great quote as well, and it, it's it's true. So it's um you know, there is every opportunity to fail. And, and because as well, I think the fact that, you know, when it's tough, when the going's tough, uh, if it's something you love and really, really, really deeply want to achieve, that's, you're going to find a bit more to give. Um, yeah. And I think that's the part that makes it so interesting. If you're just doing someone's tax return and if that's not 
deeply passionate or passionate for you. Which, some people uh, out there that it no, might there, be. there are. Look, believe me, there are. Um, I because I know a lot of accountants. Um, many of them are very unhappy. Uh, many of them are not. Uh, some yeah. some love it, you know, and that, and that's completely fine. You know, it's it's what they love. It's great. I met met one on the weekend. I hadn't seen him for twenty years, and he's like, I love it. I love what I do. He was going to be right. an IT. I was going to be an IT guy, and now he's an accountant, <laughs> and um and he loves it, and that's cool. Uh, but we can fail as well, like and and. Well, we probably will. So what I'd like to know is yes. this has all sounded really good so far, uh, but where, where has, whether it's been in the wellness business, um, sounds like you're involved in some network marketing or perhaps in the yeah. retreat space, I'd love to dig into some of the, uh, the challenges that you've um, experienced there and how you've overcome them. Because I know, I know from a more traditional business standpoint, people don't or people feel like they can't um, integrate some of what say someone like yourself in your type of business you know mm. can can work on um and they can't integrate it their, their business is old school they can't you know that there's a lot of that mindset but i don't think there's that much of a bridge between the two um mm. other than just sparking some or, or having bringing more vision and 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 purpose to what you're doing but i'd love to dig into maybe a, a you know a big challenge or a couple of big challenges that you've had because they're just like everyone else's right yeah no exactly um some of the biggest challenges i've had um look i think it's always the nature of life is we go through phases of like creation and then destruction and that destruction needs to happen in order to create something new right and so i think it was really challenging for me when i poured a lot of love in like three or four years into building a business and a community but then knowing deep down, this is where the intuitive piece comes in, that it wasn't right. Like I was getting flat and tired and depressed and I couldn't keep pushing that anymore. Um, so when I had to let that go, I felt a lot of like guilt and shame and failure and I'm letting people down. And I tried for quite a long time to overcome my own inner knowing because of letting people down and hurting people or, you know, all that stuff. So I kept pushing and it just got worse and worse and worse. So my, my biggest, like it felt like a failure because yeah, I, um, I'd done well, but then the unraveling of that was very messy and uh, internally I struggled a lot with feelings of failure and um, I could have done this or, you know, just a lot of inner feelings of guilt, shame, and failure and mm. that I'd let people down. That was the biggest thing I really felt. I've let people down. Um, so in terms of a learning, it's, I think it's so important that we're in our own alignment and um, we have to trust that that's also what's best for people around us as well. And sometimes that does mean having the hard, honest, we were talking about this earlier, having those really honest conversations with people. Um, so I've learned a lot about, real communication and it's the only way because we're going to change and pivot in our lives and we have to yeah we have to be okay with that and yeah I would say that's that was a really challenging time though um with so many shoulds and coulds and all that kind of crap yeah 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 okay so I'm going to go into a bit of a random uh, couple of questions uh, just yes, to, to change pace briefly. But if you if you had the opportunity to take one book into solitary confinement for a year, oh, what would you take God. with you? 
solitary confinement? That's a great question. To be honest, it would probably be one of William's books. Oh, wow. Like, better, better let him know. Yeah, <laughs> giant, no, giant plug there. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm going to be honest here and say I've read a lot of books, but I'm one of those like three-quarter readers and then I yep. get on to the next one because yep. I get excited. Yep. But I've finished all of William's books, so that's a good sign. <laughs> that is a good sign. So, so which would it be? Um, probably still The Magician's Way, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. Yeah. So... He's getting quite a plug today. Isn't he? He's getting quite a plug. I know. Might have, to, might have to edit this out. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Look, I mean, it's good. I mean, it's a recent experience, obviously, that we've both um, been on, um, spent some time with him as well. But um, yeah, look, I, I, I stand by it. I mean, one of the books that was um, actually the basis for our entire Simple Minds podcast um, structuring and, and something that I'd used for many years. Um, as a gift and, and things before is The Alchemist. And uh, in, in some ways, there's some similarities between um, that and right. Magician's Way. And obviously, right. Alchemy is in the title and, and all those yeah. things as well. Um, and so, yeah, it, it is what it is. And, and I, I, don't, I don't know whether that's the book I would take necessarily, but um, it's, it's William's work's fantastic. Uh, but it's, as, as he even says himself, he doesn't take full credit for, for a lot of it. It's just a collection of things that he's been able to uncover. Um, yeah. and, and, and much of it is very ancient, um, which is so, in some ways all the more powerful. Um, yeah, absolutely. So as well. So if you had to be a, uh, or who's your favourite Disney character oh um oh my gosh disney character probably goofy (laughs) i love it that question tells me something about someone all the time yeah exactly i am pretty like i could be i've got a few uh modes but one thing is i'm pretty unco and goofy at times so Uh, yeah there's there's so many characters and um, someone always they you always pick someone you identify with in a, in a way. So. <laughs> God, that's, that's great. That's a good one. I haven't had that one before, so that's. Oh, a- there you go. <laughs> so, so I wanted to chat a bit about the 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 Bali thing. So you you lived in Bali for how long? I've lived there for a year twice. Okay. All right. Yeah. And um, it, it's one of those things, definitely, as Aussies for the um, you know, for the, the rest of the world. If you don't know, a lot of Aussies are like, "Hey, we're going to pick up and we're going to move to Bali. <laughs> life's yeah, going to be like, life's going to be better." <laughs> yeah. So I, I want to dig into that because I have a few times lately. Um, just sort of, I've come across a lot of people. Actually, someone who, uh, a friend who was recently on the podcast as well, which I don't think's been released yet, is um. Carolyn Zanetti, who I think you're, oh, friend, you're friends, yeah. you're friends I, as well. Yeah, I'm friends with her. How funny. So were you guys in Bali at the same time? Or? We were. That's actually were. Sort of where we met. How right. hilarious. All right. So, so tell me about Bali. Is it, is it really everything it's cracked up to be? Um, and what did you get from it, uh, that, from that experience? Look, I'm going to just drop total truth bombs here. Uh, that's what I prefer. I know. It's, you do... It did drive me to build the business because I had this fantasy and illusion of the Bali lifestyle. And I'm not going to lie, it is beautiful and there's great food and there's yoga and there's all the things. But you do realise wherever I go, there I am. And, yeah, I did realise in some ways how, um, 
yeah, I, I was trying to not, I, I could almost use the word escape. Like I thought, I thought life would be a bit different there, but it, it's mm. not really. You're yeah. the same wherever you are. And I think a lot of people do kind of realize that it is very magical and there's some great things to it. But for me, um, if you're there too long, it becomes a bit of a bubble and it becomes a bit, because everyone there is about like breaking free of the system and screw the system and freedom and all that kind of thing, which there's an element to that. But I think if you're there too long, um, it becomes a bit removed from the rest of the world and, and what's really going on. So I've actually really enjoyed being back in Australia and being on the ground and, you know, what, what's really going on here and like, how do we help and how do we serve and, um, being with community that isn't transient, you know, family, friends, that there's a lot to to be said for mm. structures and cleanliness. <laughs> <laughs> so would it, would it be fair to say that that was a negative vision in a way then? Like it was, um, you know, obviously an amazing experience, but largely you were trying to get away. Yeah, I think I was, but I didn't think I was. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we never do. We never do, right? At the no, time. <laughs> and I mean, now I still will, will continue to take groups on retreat there. Yeah. Um, but very much with that message of come here, have a beautiful experience, and realize that um, the fulfillment is in true choices. And mm. yeah. Cool. Well, yeah. that that leads me perfectly into where I was was hoping to go now, and I just wanted to get a feel for, you know, these events that you run, and I think you've got one coming up in December. Is that right? Um, I've got. Oh yeah, I've got. You are good on your research. No, I've got a an event here. I'll put this out in January, so don't worry. About <laughs> I've got an event coming up in Melbourne in on the fifteenth of December. Um, there for women. Sorry, fellas. That's yeah. all right. Uh, can I can I wear it? Yeah, can I? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, you know Nick from the event. I do. I do. Yeah. That's yeah. how I met him. He rocked up at one of my women's events, thinking it was for everybody, <laughs> and then we became friends. I was like, sure, you can stay. <laughs> so it has happened. Um, so yeah, there's an event in Melbourne, and then I'll be doing a retreat in March in Bali, and uh, it's a female leadership retreat. Fantastic. Um, mm. So. Fair enough. That's not for me, but um, there is. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't sound like I'm allowed in. Maybe, maybe to serve cocktails or something. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, we could have the. You could get a group of men together, and you can be our waiters or something like that. That'd be nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it sounds great. So, look, talk me through it. I mean, um, it's it's cool. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm teasing, but um, it's completely <laughs> fine. I think it's a good thing. I mean, look, we 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 run a podcast which which talks about guys and and guys' issues, yeah. and I think that's okay to, you know, we don't always have to be creating everything for everyone, right? Yes, um, totally. And there's nothing wrong with that. But so tell tell talk me through it. I mean, what what are you what are you doing with these women, and and what um you know what what sort of is the change that you're hoping to have in their world? Yeah, well, it's secret women's business. So oh, what happens? Okay, so I'm only men, men don't. <laughs> it's like oh. a fight club. What happens in fight club? <laughs> fight club. No, no, no. It's um, yeah, it's a journey, and I really tailor it to um. At the core of it, I would say it's about connection and women coming back to their truth and their true choices in life. That's a huge part of it. Um, but again, having that space 
to slow down, to empty out all the noise and everything. So it's, it's less about filling with more information and more about unraveling and, and letting go. And obviously it's healthy food and pampering and all the stuff women love. A lot of what they love about it is the level of real connection and conversation that's had. Mm. And we go deeper so they get to the core of what it's about for them in life right now. And like I said, that often means they have a lot of clarity and breakthroughs and realizations. And then it's really, I'm big on practical what, how is life going to change from here? And sometimes that's up leveling and getting them to like get uncomfortable and, and step into things. And sometimes it's coming home and realizing that it's a stage for some things that no longer serve them to fall away. So um, yeah, always there's, and, and to be sort of support, I think we need each other to support women particularly and men as well. We need support in making changes because it's not, it's too tempting to go back to what's known. So um, yeah, there's a lot of, lot of shifts that happen afterwards, but it, it all results in them feeling a lot freer within themselves and more empowered. Yeah, cool. And you've been doing this for a while now. So is it a, is it a fairly, how do, how do you structure these? Is it a fairly intimate type setting or how do you, you know, yeah. do, do you run this in a little private, a private resort or how do you sort of go about um, creating this, this experience? Yeah, good question again. Well, obviously it's always in beautiful locations because women love beauty. So that's important. And uh, I'd like to run retreats for about 12 people, sometimes up to 15 not normally it's normally around 10 to 12 people and that's just a really good number um so that everyone especially as a facilitator so that yeah it's it's a lot when you start taking bigger groups and there's just sort of one of you or two two of you so yeah i like i like 12 is my magic number the magic number. So you yeah. better get in quick, anyone who wants yeah. to. Because <laughs> if it's coming up in March, it's a long way out. So, yeah, yeah that's cool. And yeah, it's, um, I mean, that is, a, that is a very intimate group. I mean, that's, um, yeah, I, I can see how you could, well, you've got no choice but to, to form some pretty strong bonds if you're going to spend a few yeah. days together like that. Yeah. I mean, I do, I do go up to 15 and then if it's more than that, you need a few facilitators. But if it's just sort of me hosting it, yeah, 12. Cool. So the question I ask people is, you know, how can, um, how can they get amplified in life? And, uh, I guess that can be, that can be business that can be anything, but, um, you know, what is the one thing that people should do to, to, to take the, take a, not take a step forward and, and get amplified in life? Oh, great question. Connect in. And, and I don't I hope this makes sense to people listening, but connecting with what your true choices are in life doesn't matter if they're big, if they're scary, if they're weird or different. Once you connect in with what your heart like gets you excited in life, like if you follow your excitement, I think that's a, that's a really good sign. Mm. And just say yes to it and not needing to figure it out, but saying, yes, I choose this and moving towards it. To me, that's the quickest way to elevate your life or amplify your life because, um, it gives you the most energy and the most joy and the most inspiration. That's when you get out of bed and you're like, yes, you know, you're inspired. And it actually up levels a lot of other areas of your life as well. So relationships, health, because you know, it's that inspiration. It's, it's, it sort of gets a hold of you. So that's my, 
my tip. Awesome. So basically, I mean, choices um, in, in, in any, any other languages, you know, your true goals, your true desires, yeah. your true, what your true outcomes, your true wishes are, people. So, yeah. um, and, and I think that what the point you're also making there is that a lot of us might quickly write some goals down or not really put enough time into um, truly uncovering what it is we actually want uh, yes. uh, yeah. versus what uh, perhaps is expected of us or you know, is yeah. clou- clouded by a lot of other um, just life and noise that can be in the totally. way. So super powerful. Um, thank you so much. Quickly, I was just going to say last thing, especially coming into New Year's, if, if you don't set something that lights you up, don't even bother choosing a shit New Year's goal because it's just depressing <laughs> and you'll self-sabotage. Well, you, you're just going to fail no matter what. Exactly. I mean, I love the extreme. We, we usually set extreme goals, like extreme changes, right, without really any uh, good way <laughs> of following through with it. Yeah. And then by, by February, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah it's, what happened to those goals? They're, um, yeah. they're long oh, gone. Hilarious. Hilarious. Oh, no. Fantastic. But so, yeah. look, thank, thank you so much for being on no, the show. I loved it. Um, loved it. It's, uh, I've really enjoyed having you on. And, uh, and, and where can people find out a bit more about you? Uh, obviously, your mentoring and coaching, uh, which is uh, hopefully there's some, some availability there maybe. And, um, and or this, this event sounds amazing in March. And, uh, yeah, where can they find out about that? Yeah, so they can just follow me on Facebook. So that's at Sarah Jane. I don't know if you've got show notes that you can put it in there or something. Um, and then also I've got a website, sarahblacker.com and um instagram as well you know all the all the standard all the standard stuff and it's all sarah s-a-r-a-h-b-l-a-c-k-a-h and on facebook it's sarah j-a-a-n-e just a trick. Just a trick. <laughs> <laughs> what you have to do is magically just to make find. Research a bit harder. <laughs> <laughs> you have to magically find Sarah. Just hopefully, good. No, she, she's very findable. Everything, um, all of my content will be linked up. But obviously, anyone okay. listening, um, they just need to look that up. And and the event is all just just via if they look on your uh, page as well. Yeah, yeah, I'll put it up on there. Um, it's going to be a public event. It's called Awaken Leadership. And so if they look that up on Facebook in Melbourne, they should find Awaken Leadership on there too. Fantastic. Well, thank you again very much for coming on the show. I've enjoyed uh, connecting and, and chatting. Yeah, so, it's been uh, great. It's been cool. But, um, You're doing until... some good work. I think podcasts, like I said, I'm, I'm inspired by podcasts, such a great way to get your message out there and connect. And oh. it's great. And it's fun. It's just, it's it's just fun. It's easy. You know, it's yeah, it's good yeah. fun. So anyone else listening, you know my message. It's like podcast, podcast. But um, yeah, uh, like well, I yeah. Chat to you. So once we're finished, I need to chat to you about that. All right, cool, fantastic. All right, well, look, thanks so much, and uh, guys. Until next time, I hope you enjoyed this interview. Cheers. <laughs>